I mean, he, he tells us to what? Study to show ourselves approved. Amen. But that's not enough. And as we, we look at this, this word this morning, there's more to the church than sometimes we realize. And, and that's why it can be so downplayed. And, you know, and I look, you know, some of the statistics I looked at a little, you know, a couple of months ago, it's like amazing. And they're still working on stats for, for COVID. But just in 2019 alone, there were 3,000 new church startups recorded in the, in the survey that they did. That sounds good, right? But in that same time frame, it was 4,500 churches that shut down. In other words, it lets you know that, that we're losing ground. And that's before COVID. Before COVID. And now as we're coming out of COVID, I've, the, the pastors I've talked to and the you know, information that I've, I've looked at over the, you know, these last couple of years and, and even recently is letting us know, amen, that over a third of the church that was coming to church, the people that were coming to church, have never returned. You know, and it's funny because it's not funny, but as I was, I was looking at that, it reminded me of the, the third of the heavenly host that fell away, amen, with Satan when he was cast out of heaven. A third. Amen. And, and I'm not, not saying that those people are lost, but they've lost something. They've lost the, 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 the value of the church and, and the importance of the church. And, that, and that's why, you know, as, as we look at these statistics, amen, things are only getting worse, you know, in this nation, amen. And, and we have, you know, I don't know if you had any conversations with people about going to church or coming to church or, you know, the purpose of the church, but I, I feel like we need to be able to answer those questions. But before we can answer those questions for others, we got to, the scripture tells us to what? Be fully persuaded in our own mind. You know, amen. Lest we also go astray and feel like we don't need the church. We don't need to, you know, spend that time, you know, going and sitting and receiving the word or or, or all the other things that come along with being a part of the body of Christ. Because the reality is we are all the church. But God has a church organization that he set up for the welfare of people. This is not, this is not man's idea. Amen. But it's God's plan. Amen. And, and if God put a plan in motion, he must have knew we needed a plan. Right? Because if, if there's, there's no structure and order and all those things, amen, in the church, then we find ourselves lost. Amen. Or, or we lean on our, what? Our own understanding, our own morals, our own, you know, we, we only believe what we believe, amen, and can't no one tell us nothing different. We might be 100 miles off, but if you ain't got nobody to reel you in, you can stay out there. And stay in a place, amen, that, that has you off course and off track, amen. So as, as we look at these passages, I want to start with a very familiar passage, amen, to many of us, amen, because God has a plan, amen. But in Psalms 121, 122, verse 1, you know, as, as we looked at what David said, I was glad. Anybody glad to be here? Huh? They said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. And, and see, we ought to be glad. I know I, I'm, I'm glad every time I come to church. I'm glad. Amen. I'm glad to be here Wednesday nights. I'm glad to be here during the week when I'm working. Amen. <laughs> Just in the house of God. Amen. But, you know, I, I, I look at it and I say, wow, David understood something that many may not understand. You know, and, and I look at this. This is one of the Psalms of Ascent, or Psalms of Decree, Degrees that they call it, amen. And, and that's because they look at Psalm 120 to 134, amen, the 15 Psalms, amen, that they call Ascent, is what Psalms that they would sing as they ascended up into Jerusalem for the great feast three times a year. They would sing these different Psalms, and these Psalms would remind them of the goodness of God and why they were going up and all these things, amen. So, so that's why it's called that, but I, I, I look at it, 
amen, and they had to get familiar with these things. And they sang just like we sing the songs, amen, to raise our spirits, amen, and to praise and magnify God, amen. They would sing these psalms, and this is one of the psalms that David would, they would sing, amen, that David penned. I was glad, you know, stop and think. Have you ever been mad when it was time to go to church? Come on, let's be real. You ever felt like just staying in bed? It's in the house, right? Amen. But we learn to push past those things, right? Because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. But the spirit man said, no, I need to rise up. I need to get over there so I can get some. Because if I just keep yielding to the flesh, one week leads to two weeks, leads to two months. And before you know it, you're out the door. You know, they ask you, when's the last time you've been to church? Like, I don't know. But I'm, I'm doing all right, though. I'm doing all right, you know. <laughs> Are you? Are you really? Last time you checked. You know, I, you know sometimes I, I look at coming to church, you know, and I, I kind of touched on it before. It's like filling up my tank. Right? After all the stuff you done dealt with all week long, you know, even as we were worshiping, I come in and the worship, that's the atmosphere, you know, alone. And you can enter into that presence of God with the saints of God. You can't get that at home. You can't get that at home, right? Not like that. I mean, and, and, I, and again, I'm not saying you can't worship at home because I do. We do. But it's a difference. It's just like getting together with a bunch of men like we were with the brothers yesterday. It's just something you can get in certain settings that you can't get outside of those settings. Amen. And, and coming to church, amen, and letting your spirit be filled and encouraged and lifted up, amen, is one of those things, amen, that, that, that fuels me, amen, for the week to come. Amen. I can reflect back on it. Amen. I can, I can be encouraged by it. So as we look at what David is saying, amen, you know, they would, they, would, they would go up to these festivals, but they would sing these psalms, those 15 psalms, they would sing them, amen, and, and it reflects back to the, the, the days of feasting, amen, the feasting, you know, all y'all know the children of Israel love to do feasts. Uh, they, they love to get together, you just give them a reason, and, and not only that, the Lord gave them certain feasts to do. So, you know, sometimes we feel like the Lord always wants us to fast, no, you haven't read the whole Bible. You know, there's a lot of feasts he requires, he demands, amen, he wants to have a feast of this and a feast for that. It was one of the reasons, and I'm looking at Deuteronomy 16, verses 15 and 16, amen, it talks about the feast as they went up, amen, it says, seven days shalt thou keep the solemn feast. Now, how about, you know, we're not talking about one day. Seven days they feasting, right? The solemn, you know, seven days is the solemn feast unto the Lord thy God in a place which the Lord shall choose because the Lord thy God. Now, hear what he's saying. I want us to really hear this. Even as she was just praying for our, our offering. You hear what he's saying. He said, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thine increase and in all thy works, in all the works of thine hand. Therefore, shalt thou shalt surely rejoice. He said, he's going to bless you. So you should rejoice. Whatever, whatever you put your hands to do, you should rejoice. Amen. It says, three times in a year shall all the males appear before the Lord thy God in a place which he shall choose in the feast of unleavened bread and in the feast of weeks and in the feast of tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord. Hallelujah. I didn't put that last word on there. <laughs> Empty. Amen. He said, when you, when you come, amen, come ready to be a blessing. Amen. Don't show up empty. Get come. Amen. Ready to be a blessing. So, you know, as I look at this, this Psalm 121, you know, oftentimes we'll, we'll, we'll look at verse number one and we won't go no further. I was glad when they said unto me, let us come into the house of the Lord. Amen. But there was a reason that David was saying he was glad that, you know, he was able to go into the house of the Lord. So as we look at the rest of that psalm, it's very short. It's only nine verses, but there's power-packed verses. Amen. As he lays out why he was glad, 
you know, when they, he was able, and when they said, let's go into the house of the Lord. Verse number two says this, our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Let me, let me un, un, unpack that part for you. Because when he's talking about going into the house of the Lord, as they went into Jerusalem, amen, and, and Jerusalem had not long before been in the hands of the Jebusites. So when they got Jerusalem back, when the Lord delivered Jerusalem back into their hands and, and he made it the holy city, amen, when they talk about the house of the Lord, that includes the whole city of Jerusalem, but the temple was the central focus of the city. And as he says, compact together, you know, as they went up, it reminds me, amen, is when we were in Jerusalem, as we were riding the bus and we were heading into Jerusalem, I think it's like the third or fourth day we were there, Amen. As we're going up, amen, it's like the city just came up out of nowhere. It was amazing. You know, but when you look at it, the, the codes and the way they build, amen, everything fits together. I mean, it's all, you know, one, almost one color, all the buildings, but it all fits together and it's so beautiful. And as he's saying here, the city is compact together the way they built wall to wall. Parts to part, I mean, so when he's talking about the city being compacted together, it's all one. But what he's really saying is it's all connected to the church, to the temple. It's all connected. That's why it's the holy city, amen, that God has chosen for his presence to be there, amen, for his, his, his holy city and his people to be there, his chosen people who were the Jews or who yet still the Jews, amen, and we get to be a part of that. Ain't you glad? Amen. So as we as we look at that, he says, compact together, whether the tribes go up and the tribes of the Lord unto the testimony of Israel to give thanks. Uh oh, he said, what? Why was he going up there to give thanks unto the name of the Lord? So we come together to thank God for his goodness, to thank him. Amen. And, and, and to see the things that he's doing and to share the testimonies like we were doing this morning. Amen. That encourages and builds up and, and helps us to see the power of God. Amen. And the things that he's yet doing in and amongst his people. He said to give thanks for there is. Now, here's the other part. There are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. He said thrones. In other words, there's authority. There's structure, there's order. Amen. Anytime you got thrones, amen, there's there's governmental authority and power, amen, operating. So in the church, amen, and we're gonna see it as we continue on. Amen. He says there's in other words, where there's thrones and there's judgment, and it's a righteous judgment, as well it ought to be. Amen. I'll say it like that. But when we see that, we say, well, there's safety in the house of the Lord. Amen. There's help in the house of the Lord. There's covering in the house of the Lord. Right? I don't have to do it on my own. I, I, I can go into the house of the Lord and God, as we'll see, God has appointed individuals there to help me in my growth and my welfare and all these things that, that you know, I, even as I, I think about it, when, when Philip was taken away, man, he was brought to the Ethiopian eunuch who was reading the New Testament, or not the New Testament, he was reading the Old Testament, reading the book of Isaiah, amen, and you know, Philip was brought to the chariot where he was, and he asked him, do you understand what you're reading? Anybody ever read the Bible and didn't understand what it was saying? I, I, read, I, I know. Hey, I, I've come a long way. But boy, I tell you, in the beginning, especially when King James is what I cut my teeth on, getting used to all the these and the thou's and all that, you know. But, but I, I got a pretty good grip now, and God's still revealing things. You know, but so he asked me, do you understand what you read it? And I love the Ethiopian eunuch's response in the book of Acts. He said, how can I accept some man guide me? Hmm. And, and, and that whole illustration show God got somebody that can show you the right way and bring understanding to you. Amen. So he said there's judgment, amen, in, in, in the house of David, the thrones in the house of David. And then he, he goes on in verse number six, he said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem and said, they shall prosper that love thee. He said, we come together and we can pray one for another. But I like that passage specifically because it lets you know, not just here, but, you know, in Deuteronomy, it talks about, you know, God will bless those who bless Israel. 
Amen. Those who pray for Israel, even to this day. Amen. If you continue to lift up the, the nation of Israel and pray for the nation of Israel earnestly, God sees that. Amen. Because that is part of our responsibility to pray for them according to the scripture. Amen. Praying. Amen. Because we know that when God shows up in Jerusalem, the end is right upon us. And he's showing up in Jerusalem, y'all. Amen. He said, look, look what he says in verse number seven. Peace be in thy walls. Mm. Peace be in thy walls. Not just talking about Jerusalem, but I believe he's talking about the church at large. It should be peace, amen, and prosperity in thy palaces. Peace and prosperity, amen. All these things David said, I was glad when he said, and my brethren and companions, and for my brethren and companions' sake, peace and prosperity, amen, for my brethren and for my companions' sake, amen, when we go into the house of the Lord, I will now say, peace be with you, because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. Wow, because I went to church, I'm not trying to hurt you no more. Because I, 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 I understand some things now, amen, I'm going to seek your good. Amen, see, when we come to the house of the Lord, there's, there's things that are imparted, amen. Sometimes we need to be reminded, sometimes we need to be shook. Uh-oh. Because, you know, we spend so much time rubbing shoulders with the world. We can't, can't get away from that because why? We're in the world, but what? We're not of the world. Amen. But, but we still got to rub shoulders with the world. We're, we're being inundated by all the things that's going on in the world. Amen. And all, all of us in here mostly have, have cell phones and you get alerts all day long telling you stuff you really don't need to know. Hmm? And when we become so important, we need to know the last attack that took place in Ukraine. When you get so important that you got to know everybody's tweet and everybody, you know, but, but when that phone says, what do we do? We're going for it because why? That might be important. Or maybe I'm important. But how did we survive when we only had, some of y'all may not remember this, the rotary dial. Huh? Oh, pages was modern. I'm talking about the rotary dial phone that the cord was only about that long. You couldn't go too far. Huh? Right? Yeah, the house phone. And that's all you had was a house phone. So what? How in the world did we survive when we wasn't at home by the phone? And that phone didn't give you tweets and it didn't play videos and you couldn't watch TV on it. You couldn't, you couldn't do none of that, but you just talked on the phone. How in the world did we survive? But boy, if we leave the house without our phone, we'll do a U-turn. No matter how late we running, you do a U-turn to go back and get that phone and know your boss is going to understand because you left your phone. We are, we, are, we are so connected to all the things in this world around us. Amen. And then people got the audacity. Christians got the audacity to say, I don't need to be connected to the church. Hello. We, 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 we stay connected to everything else. But when it comes to the church, we downplay it. Huh? We downplay it. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to go to church today. I'm good. Just me and God. I'm doing all right. But see, no, no. You need to get to church because God got a word for you. Right? You, 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 you might not catch it in the flesh, but your spirit man is hearing and receiving. Hey Amen. You need to get to the church. Hey Amen. And if you're too sick to get to the church, nowadays you can get online and get some word. But again, online, you can't experience the, the, the atmosphere we did this morning. Amen. So we got we to gotta check ourselves, amen, and say, you know what? I need to get to church. I need to be in the house. Because I, you know, I, I looked when, they, when they, how David said, I was glad. I was glad when they said unto me. I was happy. 
Amen. Because I know there's some stuff that I can get out of that. Even in, uh, I'm looking at the in, in the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter, amen. verse 19. Amen. amen. We're looking here, amen, because, you know, he's admonishing them, amen, to hold fast to the profession of their faith. Amen. And sometimes we need to be encouraged. Amen. amen. And, and sometimes encouragement comes with tough love. Encouraging you to do the right thing. When, when you, hello. Because you're not going to do that to yourself too often and, and you're, or else you talk yourself. Anybody in here ever talk yourself out of doing the right thing? You ain't got to tell on yourself, but I know it's in here. <laughs> I know it's in here. But see, when you're in the churches, there comes some accountability and some discernment and all those things can, can find you out. Right? But see, here he says in, in Hebrews 10, 19, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which we have, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh when he went to the cross for us, and having an high priest over the house of God, who is what? Jesus. Amen. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from the ev an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. Now look what he says here. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Amen. For he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke un unto, into, unto love and good works. Huh? He said provoke. Sometimes when folk, folk provoking, that means they're getting on your nerves a little bit. Amen? Huh? To provoke you unto good works. Sometimes we need to be provoked. We can't just be, you know, suggested. You know? Right? We got to provoke. But look what he says here in that next verse, in 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of sunny is, but exhorting one another and so much the more. Everybody say more. More church, more church to the less, right? As we see the day approaching, do, does anybody see the times? Anybody see the days approaching? Amen. The, uh, uh, the coming of the Lord. Amen. We, we I, I, just just go home and read Matthew twenty four. Amen. And then turn on the news and see what you see. Matthew twenty four. Amen. You, do you see the days approaching? And he says, so we should. Not be pulling away, not forsaking, but he says more, more as we see the time approaching. It's important. And then in Timothy, 1 Timothy, I'm not going to be long with you today, but I just want to stir us up to think about why it's important to stay connected. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. To stay in the house and stay under the covering. Amen. And understand all these things. Because look what he said in Timothy 3 and 15. But if I tarry long, uh, now he's writing to Timothy, amen, he's saying, I'm coming, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is, now here's this statement. When I read this statement, I, how come I never caught that before? Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground yeah. of the truth. Yeah. I don't know how many times I read that and didn't catch that. He's talking about the church. It's the pillar and the ground of the truth. He says, stay there. If you want, if you want to establish yourself, get established in the church. Amen. That's teaching and preaching the word of God. Amen. Because it's the pillar and the ground of truth. Amen. And we need that. Amen. Because with all the lies that's going out there, even as, as Minister Amanda was talking about, everybody pushing their agenda, a lot of the agendas we know that are being pushed in our nation today are so far from and away from the Word of God, we need to know what the truth is. Amen. The truth does not change. But they're trying to get us to change everything. They want us to change our, 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 our whole way of seeing things. Amen. They, they say change all your you know, all your nouns and all your adjectives and they want you to change, amen. No. No. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't put a pronoun where it don't belong. 
Can I help you? Because, uh, because I would be endorsing a lie. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, you say, well, well you got to have sensitivity training, Pastor David. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm sensitive to the Word of God. Yes, I'm very sensitive to the Word of God. And I'm sensitive when people tell me to violate the Word of God. So, no, I can't help you. Amen. So we, we got we to gotta stand on the truth. Amen. And call the spade a spade. Right. Amen. Right. <laughs> Y'all don't want to go there with me right now. Huh? But we got to tell the truth. When they come and say, you know, I, I want to be this and I, I don't know what you want to be. I know what you was born. Amen. And you can change everything. You can change everything you want to, but you can't change your DNA. Huh? You cannot change it, so uh, so you are what you is. Amen. I mean, because now how would how would it look in this age? Where we, we we changing everything, amen, and and, and we want to be PC, politically correct, and all these things for everybody. How would it work if I decide? Well, hey, I just want to identify as a twenty-year-old. Would that work? Think I could pass for it? <laughs> Say, no, it, it, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Well, I just go to the, you know, the, the go down to Bellevue to the most expensive restaurant. And say, uh, I identify as a millionaire. Uh, I, I want your biggest steak, and uh, you can put it on my my gas card. Let's just pretend I'm a millionaire. Think that would work? And so that's just as ridiculous as all this other stuff they're trying to push down our throat. Because you can't change biology. You can change appearance. Huh? But you can't change biology. It is what it is. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. But then again, let's look at 1 Peter 4 and 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the church of God, at the house of God, excuse me. And if it first begin with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Now, this passage is sobering. He said judgment is going to begin at the house of God. And, you know, that's a good thing. But then, if you're not living right, if you're not connected, you're going to miss out. Right? See, because, and, and why is he saying it must begin at the house of God? Because when you put it all together, so the, the saints are going to help judge the world. But if you came past the first, and, and, and he's not going to be looking for you at your address, you know, and, and, and per se, but he's going to look at those that are truly connected and being the church, living as the church, operating as the church. This is not talking about coming to church, amen, but, but he's going to say, where you at? Huh? You was in church, but was you the church? Uh-oh. See, so it takes more than just coming in the door. Right? You know, Satan can come in the doors, but he can't live right. So it takes more than just showing up, but it's important that we show up. Because if you show up long enough, amen, and let that word keep on dripping, amen, it can bring about change in your life. I know, I'm evidence. If you just keep showing up and keep trusting God, Amen. And allow him to do what he's doing. Amen. And, and see, because the, the, when, you, when you allow yourself just to be in the presence, amen, it, it, it can shake things loose in you. Amen. Shake things loose in me. Cause me to see, you know what, the way I was thinking ain't quite right. But if you only read the books, the books that you write, <laughs> you ain't never going to get a better understanding. Right? So we got to have that challenge, amen. We got to come, amen, and realize that, you know what, 
if judgment is going to start here, if it's going to start with the saints, if it's going to start with the people of God, let me make sure my heart is right. Let me make sure my understanding is right. Let me make sure I'm connected like I need to be connected. Amen. And I'm not just leaning to my own understanding. Amen. Because God has another way. Amen. And he established something that I need to be a part of. Amen. And, and we're going to see that here real quick. Amen. In Matthew 18 and 17, it says, Jesus said these words. And if he shall neglect to hear them. Now, this is talking about accountability. How many of us knew there was a plan of accountability in the church? Amen. I'm just picking up what Jesus said here. But, you know, he's talking about if you go to your brother, you know, if you have an art, you go to your brother. He refused to hear you. Take him to the elders. And if he refused to hear the elders, see, there's accountability. There's order in the church. To, to get us back on track. He said, if he refused to hear the elders, I mean, that's what he's saying here. If he had neglect to hear them, speaking about the church elders, tell it unto the church. Oh. Mm. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen and a man and a publican. In other words, he's one that doesn't want to hear the truth. He don't want to line up. Amen. So you got to, Treat him as somebody that's an outsider because he's not willing to line up with truth. Because, you know, if I say uh, the sky is green and I refuse to change my opinion and everybody else is telling me, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Say, well, until you go out there and figure it out on your own, you're not going to corrupt this house with that opinion. Right. Amen. See, so we, we got to get to that place. And that's just real general. But there's accountability. That's what they were talking about, this government. It's thrown in the house of God. Amen. So we get there. Amen. In Ephesians 2, verses 19 to 22. And I like this passage. He said, Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into an holy temple in the Lord. What's he saying? It's, it's coming together with the government, with the authority, amen, the foundation, your, your, your fellow citizens of the household of God, amen. So he's saying we need to be connected. We need to be in that number. He said, in whom it is fitly framed together, amen, to, and together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom... Ye also are built together in habitation of God through his spirit. Built together. Not by yourself. Not on. Not in your own mind and in your own head. Amen. But together, you begin to get stronger. Amen. You know, as we, we see, amen, two are better than one and three, four cord is not easily broken. If you got enough support around you, and how many of us, you know, think about times we needed the support. We needed somebody to pray for us and with us. We needed somebody to tell us when we was wrong or our, our, our thinking was jacked up. We needed somebody to reel us back in. Amen. But if you're by yourself, you know, I don't need the church. You, you can go headlong into craziness and nobody there to correct you. Amen. But when we look at how he talks about the church in the scriptures, it's, it, it becomes evident that God had a plan and a purpose, amen, for these very things. You know, God established it, and he said what? Even the gates of hell. Look at, look at Matthew 16, verse 17 and 18. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. Because Jesus was talking to him, and he, asked, he was asking him, Who do you say I am? You know, and then when he asked Peter, he said, Who do you say I am? Because others were saying, well, you're John the Baptist or, or one of the prophets. No, but then when he asked John, he says, well, who do you, or Peter, excuse me, he said, who do you say I am? And he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He's the only one that got it right. And that's why he's telling them, you know, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church in the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
You know, so all the things that even come against the church, it ain't going to win. Amen. It ain't going to win. He said he's, he's building his church upon that rock. And what is the rock? Christ is that rock. He's, he's letting you know upon this understanding, because the others didn't understand. But he said, God revealed to you who I am. And upon that understanding of who I am, the anointed one, amen, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell won't prevail against it. So when all, as the scripture is saying there, when all hell break loose, where you want to be? I want to be in the church. I want to be connected. I want to be a part of the church. Amen. Because he said, yeah. Notice he didn't say the gates of hell wouldn't come against it. He's saying the gates won't prevail against it. It won't win. Amen. And a part of that authority that he placed in the church, amen, to, to help us, amen. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12 and 28. And God has set in the church first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles and gifts, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. In other words, these things just didn't come up on their own. God set them in the church. God established, amen, the order and the structure of the church for the good of his people, amen, so that now we have somebody to go to for instruction and understanding. We have somebody to go to for prayer, amen. We have somebody that, that is responsible. Look at Acts 20 and 28. Because it's not, yo, you get to be the pastor or the apostle or the teacher or the pastor, No. Look what he said, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock over to which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. You know, it's a responsibility to feed the church. Amen. And he lets us know, amen, in, in other places that, you know, we got to be careful how we feed the church. Amen. Right? Because we got to give an answer. Amen. For how we feed the church, how we govern the church, how we treat God's people. Amen. Amen. So you ain't got to worry about, you know, if, if the pastor getting off course, don't worry about it. God got him. Or, or should I say God will get him? <laughs> you know, either way, amen, you just got to make sure, amen, that you are lining up with the word. And if the word get too far out, and I'll say this, and I'll, I'll say it more, more times than once. If it get too far out, you need to exit stage left. Amen. Don't, don't, you know, because the blind lead the blind. They all fall. Oh, bless you, Bert. Blind lead the blind. Praying for you. You know, so we, we got to make up in our mind. Amen. That, that we're going to get established. Stay established. And have our minds made up. Amen. That no matter what happens, we're going to hold on. And we're going to stay connected. Because the enemy wants to, to, to sift us and divide us like wheat. And we see it happening more and more in our nation, amen. Like I said, post-COVID, we've seen so many churches that were doing okay going into COVID. But after COVID, men, even before the, the, the restrictions were lifted for many, many churches shut down. Now, now, we watch different ones right here in Oak Harbor that shut down. And others that, that tried to get things up and going again after COVID and couldn't, so they had to shut down because people weren't coming back. Because people were still fearful. And one thing about, you know, the church is, the church is a living organism. Amen. And we are the members of the church. Amen. And we come together as the church. Amen. That's why it's important, amen, that we recognize that our participation, amen, our gifts, our talents, and our support of the church are very important to the sustaining in the, of the church to continue to be able to function. All those things work together. Amen. So that now we can have a church to come to, amen, in order to operate and to function and, and to be used and all these things. But we got to do our part, amen, coming in, staying connected, amen, supporting, amen, bringing our gifts and talents, amen, for the, for the, for the welfare and the good of all, 
Amen. And so we got to recognize it's a living organism. We are part of Christ's body and we are all members of that body. Amen. And you take out any part of your body and separate it from the body, how long is it going to survive? Hmm? It's not. You're just going. I mean, you, the body going to survive. Depending on what organism, let me say it like that. I mean, you come take the heart out, it's done, right? But, you know, you as a member, when they talk, you know, he talks about, you know, the toe and the hand and the foot and all that kind of stuff. Amen. And you just got to go and cut off your foot and see how long it lives by itself. Well, don't do, don't be that, just the little toe. Just the little toe. See how long it's, see, so when we cut ourselves off from the body, Amen. That life flow stops. And, and all we got on board is what we got on board. Amen. And, and how long is that going to sustain you and keep you growing? Amen. And functioning and being a part of something bigger than yourself. Because the church is definitely bigger than us by ourselves. Amen. And we got to recognize that as we walk in it and, and do all the things that God has for us to do. Amen. I'm going to look at these last couple of passages and I'm going to wrap this up. But in Ephesians 1, 19, it says this. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Talking about Christ. And to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, which when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also that which is to come. Notice it said to come. But verse number 22 says this, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Christ is the head. Amen. And as, as part of the body of Christ, as individuals, we are the church. Amen. And even when it comes to the corporate church, Christ is also the head of the corporate church. Amen. And we have to yield ourselves and, and continue to Believe him and obey him and trust him, amen, and know that he knows what's best for each and every one of us. Sometimes we don't know what's good for ourselves, right? Believe you me, I know. But God knows. You know how he said there's times when we don't even know how to pray, what we ought to pray for, but the Holy Spirit, amen, makes groans, utterance for us, amen, when we don't even know what to do. Amen. That's, 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 that's God interceding on our behalf. So when we look at all these things, amen, we need to recognize that God knows what he's doing, amen, and, and he knows what it is that we need each and every day, amen, what we need, amen, as, as his people to stay connected, amen, to stay involved, amen, so we can grow, amen, and iron sharpening iron and all those things, amen, that, that we don't get caught up in our own selves, Amen. As we see so many people are getting caught up in all this crazy that's going on in the world. Stay connected to the church. Stay, yes, yeah, stay in the fold. Stay where God has established for his people to be encouraged and built up. Amen. And when somebody asks you the question, amen, why you go to church, you just take them to Psalms 122. And say like David, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. You don't want to know why, then you can go and start breaking it down to them. You know, because if I was left to my own devices, now I know before I got saved, my own devices wasn't working too good. Amen. My own understanding was just getting me more and more in trouble. Amen. But when I came to Christ, life began to make sense. It all began to line up. Amen. Because we got a head, and that is Christ. Amen. And as we see, he is the head over the church. Amen. And he is the savior of the body. And we got to trust him. We got to trust him with all our heart and all our mind and cancel every lie of the enemy to tell you, amen, you don't need this. We all need this. 
We all need it because he knew from the get, amen, that, you know, we would have some crazy thinking going on. You know, some crazy things would come. That's why he said, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, or if there be any of, of good report, and if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. But see, if we don't read the word and we don't have that broke down to us sometimes, we don't get it. See, you got to order your thoughts in the word. You got to stay in the kingdom plan that God has for us. Let's stand. Say, why church? I mean, yeah, I'm going to say it like this. When someone asks you, why, why church? Why not? Why not? I mean, you, you know, people invest.